Gender confusion is demonic, and it comes straight from the pit of hell. We take authority over the spirit of homosexuality. We take authority over this gay and lesbian spirit. We bind up that transgender spirit, that spirit of confusion. We command it to be removed and eradicated in the name of Jesus from our lives, from our family, from our schools, from our churches. I am so ready. Say, I'm so ready. Give me the word. Say, give me the word. I'm ready. I want to hear it. I want to saturate myself in it. I want to be changed by it. I want to be absorbed by it. I belong to Jesus. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. And I am not ashamed. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. Now I decree every, every ear is going to hear the word of God today. No confusion. Uh, any deaf and dumb spirit, I command it to go right now. For God has brought you to this place tonight to hear this. Even those that are online, God has brought you here to listen to this message because there is something you need to learn and there's something that you're going to implement in your life. Amen? So in the name of Jesus, I mark you out by the blood of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name right now. Title of my message is, Gender Confusion is Demonic, and it comes straight from the pit of hell. Gender Confusion is Demonic, and it comes straight from the pit of hell. For those of you that don't know, this is not a PC, politically correct church. In other words, I don't care if this is something you're not supposed to say. You are supposed to say it when it goes contrary to the word of God. It is up to us to speak truth and not appease you and tickle your ears. So if you're offended, you can leave. There's the door. You need to hear the truth. It's the truth that sets us free. In Psalm 14 and verse 1, the Bible says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. We live in a culture that says there is no God. We live in a culture that wants to try to redefine what is truth. Is that not true? We live in a culture that wants to redefine truth. God is truth. His word is truth. The Bible says, let God be truth and every man be a liar. In other words, if, if what we're saying doesn't line up with the truth, the one that is correct is the word of God. That's what that means, okay? We're going we're gonna to side with the word of God. Um, I just recently, I heard somebody, there was a, a Christian family, and they have a, a granddaughter. Their granddaughter is 14 years old, raised in the Christian home. And the granddaughter is of the mindset that, you know, this gender confusion issue, you know, that it's just the way it is. And this is normal for her. She's 14 years old, raised in a Christian home, but because of what's out there with the, with the agenda, right, the public school agenda and everywhere else, this, this daughter that was raised in a Christian home has the mindset that it's normal, that if you're not sure if you're a man or if you're not sure if you're a female, that that is a normal thing. You can choose what you want to, to be. You can have, you can, you know, take some you know, you can take things to change who you are because if you want to be the opposite sex, right? At 14 years old, raised in a Christian home. Now, we know that this is really not, it's not the worst of the worst because we know that it, nowadays it's even younger, even in Christian homes. You guys, it's a spirit. It is a spirit that's, that's literally permeating like our atmosphere. You know, it's permeating. It's like, it's like hovering, right? And so when the church doesn't talk about things that they really do need to talk about, 
Oh, what happens is deception comes over the minds of, of Christians because they think it's taboo. Oh, we can't talk about that because it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, right? But uh, I tell you right now, it's their soul that matters. It's, and where, it's where they spend eternity that matters, right? And so if we are going to shy away from speaking something because people say, oh, you're not supposed to say that. You can't say gay. Well, it's what they've chosen. So why can't we say it? Excuse me. You know, it's what they've chosen, right? And so, and, and we have to be willing to speak up and not shy away from truth just because we live in a culture that's trying to brainwash you. And they are. They're not just trying to brainwash the children. They're trying to brainwash every level, every age, every category. Are we all on the same page? So for, for us, I would assume, even in this room, for most of us in this room and listening online, um, we, we know we know what defines a man. We know what defines a woman. I'm going to get to those scriptures in a minute. But, but you have to understand, we have to know what the Word of God says, and we've got to be willing to speak it because there are people that need to hear it from you, people that, God, people that the Lord wants you to influence. Isn't that wonderful? Facebook just took us off because I said gender and gay. Wow! Did I not tell you how much more? That should get somebody even upset, like with a righteous anger. Oh, who has their phones? Get your phones out. Are you kidding? It's on. Get your phones out. Where's my phone? Uh, who knows how to use my phone? Because I'm trying to preach. Wait, is it still on? Hold on while I get my phone set up. If this is not proof that we've got the right message tonight, I don't know what is. You guys, those of you that know me, we love all people. It's the sin we hate. It's the sin we hate. Not the person. They're deceived. Okay, let's see here. It says 13 people live, but it's black. Does that mean that we're not on? Who wants to, I have to preach. Who wants to figure this out? There you go. She's like, do you want to go live on Instagram? Go for it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Technology. <laughs> wow. Crazy. But it's the world that we live in. It is exactly the world. Wow. So what? They are threatened by the word of God. And they are threatened by Christians that are worth their salt. You got to be worth your salt. You got to be worth it. In other words, you got to be standing up for what is true. Because you know what? There is a generation that is dying because they're being told a bunch of lies and they're being, told, they're being made to believe these lies, people. How many have children? I'm passionate about this. I have children and I have grandchildren. Right? We have grandchildren. Some of us have grandchildren. We are passionate about this topic. A fool has said in his heart, there is no God. See, void of a God conscience, mankind is given over to the deception, the master deceiver, the God of this age, the devil himself. 
But Galatians 6, 7 says, God is not mocked. He will not be mocked. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever man sows, that he will also reap. Say, God's not going to be mocked. And even in this whole gender confusion that we're talking about today, uh, that there should be no confusion, no confusion at all. There's no confusion in God's mind. There's no confusion in the word of God. And there's no confusion in a believer that is going to be sold out on the word of God. There's no confusion. The only confusion is if you're going to listen to the voice of the liar, not be steadfast in the word of God. So 11.4, the Lord in his holy temple, the Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes everyone on earth. His eyes examine them. I'm saying this scripture because I want you to know you can't check out and take the easy road out and go, well, I don't have kids, so, you know, I feel bad for y'all, but, or my kids are older, so... The Lord says his eyes are examining them. He's examining us. He's examining us to see what are we going to do with the current situation that we have at hand. Are we going to speak the truth when we know there is truth? Or are we going to sit back and let someone else do our job? Because if you don't do it, let me tell you, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? We have to do it. We have to do our part. We live in a self-gratifying world, right? It, it, if it feels good, do it. If it's good for you, do it. If it's right for you, if it's right, or if you think it's right, then it's right for you. There is no absolute truth. That is a lie. That's what our culture is being taught, but that is not the truth of God. Jesus said in Luke 9.23, he said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. He says, let him deny himself and take his cross, take up his cross daily and follow me. Amen. We have to deny. Everything you feel doesn't come from the Lord. Everything you think has to be filtered. It has to be filtered through the word of God, through the spirit of God. Everything that you think or feel does not necessarily come from God. And so there is a denying of self, right? Picking up the cross. I'm going to run through a few of these scriptures quickly because I want you to I got, jog your memory here on this. Galatians 5.24. Galatians 5.24. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. We are to crucify the flesh. Oh, not a very popular message, but it's the truth. We are to crucify the flesh. Mark 8, 35. For whosoever will save his life will lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel, the same shall save it. Amen. John 12, 24. Write these down. Except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. In other words, some of the things that are, we have that are not of God, they have to die, right? So that it'll bring forth much fruit. Matthew 10, 38, and he that takes not his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. I'm going to repeat that one. Matthew 10, 38, and he that takes not his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. Amen. That's Matthew 10, 38. He's getting there. Let's, you know, Disney. Disney has always been, are, are we on still? We, we just get taken off. Disney has always been one of the main culprits in deceiving the minds of our youths, even our babies. Amen. It's not just in the teens, it's even our babies. Our public school, our government administration has for decades, while the church has been asleep, they've been planning their plans. For decades, they've been scripting out well-formulated plans, layered by many layers of corruption, 
with vile agreements of many companies, organizations, governmental offices, established and trusted facilities, and even certain pastors and church groups who have joined forces and shaken hands with this demonic agenda, which will leave, lead many people straight to hell. That agenda will lead many people straight to hell, you guys. There is a literal heaven and a literal hell. Their agenda is nothing more than to seduce this homosexual, gender you know, confusion, um, gender confusion, this whole agenda. It is to seduce the minds of our, of our youth, right? Seduce them, entrap them, make, make them pimps, and make them prostitutes. In other words, to try to prostitute our youth. Oh my goodness, you're like, did she say that? We're in church. You better believe it. Somebody has to get a righteous anger and realize that these things are happening and they're happening to those that we have born into this world or their friends. And we can't just, we can't just, you know, make it as if it's not a big deal because it is a big deal. It is a big deal. So their agenda is nothing more than to seduce and trap and make pimps and prostitutes of our youth. While all the while the church sits back and listen to this. They sip their lattes, they worship with their fog machines, and they preach irrelevant messages to tickle people's ears so that they don't lose tithers. They're more afraid of losing a tither than speaking the truth. Wow, that's straight truth. Did somebody just say that? Did I just hear that? That is straight truth. My goodness. Hey, if you go to a church or you like the fog machine, that's fine. I don't, but that's fine. But it's really, what I'm saying is, are you hungry for the truth or are you just wanting to be entertained? Is this an entertainment? Is church entertainment for you? While, while our culture is dying and being totally deceived? And saying you can have it a surgery and you don't have to tell your parents and you're a minor? I mean, that should make somebody upset. Now, I say upset because it's a righteous anger. We know that God has the final word. We know that we are not left hopeless. But I am trying to instill some courage in some of you to wake you up and to realize we've got to not, you can't skirt this issue. I don't care what you just can't. You can't skirt that. You can't just, well, we're not going to talk. We're just going to talk all around it, but we're not going to say the word. We don't want to offend anybody. Jesus offended people all the time. The gospel offends people. Truth offends people. The only reason that you even got saved is because at one point you got offended with the truth. And then you had to look at yourself. And then you realize, well, I guess what I am doing is not really, really good. But you were offended or you would have never even got saved in the first place. And let's just flip it. Let's flip it. What about the other side? People doing these things and we are not supposed to offend them. Well, are any of you offended? How about us? It's offensive. It's offensive. It grieves my spirit. It totally grieves the Holy Spirit within me. And it should grieve the Holy Spirit in you. Because it's not normal. It is not godly. But when you have a culture that starts to think that it's normal, we, we got to wake up. We have to wake up and realize, okay, that means we have illiterate kids, like biblically 
illiterate. Like they don't know the word of God. They're not being taught the truth. They may be being taught all these other things, but they're not being taught the truth of God's word. And we have to change that. We have to change that. So this contemporary gospel is not the gospel at all. Jesus said to his disciples in Luke 7, 1 through 3, it is inevitable that stumbling blocks will come. In other words, you can bank on that. It's the stumbling blocks will come. But woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better, it would be better for him to have a millstone hung around his neck than, and to be thrown into the sea than it would be to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Okay, so if somebody says, I don't know why you're getting so upset. That scripture right there tells you the heart of the Lord, the heart of the Lord. He says it would be better for someone to tie a millstone around their neck and to be thrown into the sea, to be basically, you know, drowned, right? Than to stumble one of these little ones. Are we all hearing? Why don't we ever hear that scripture preached? Why is that not being, that needs to be preached. Because we got to wake up. We have to wake up and realize there is a right way and there is a wrong way of living. And when we live the right way, there's a blessing that come with it, right? And some of you have a child or you know somebody that is caught in this lifestyle or at least, or at least in, the, in the area of confusion. It is your job to stand and pray. It is not your job to uh, allow fear to creep into your heart and say, oh, but. No, don't do the oh, buts. Stop with the oh, buts. Instead, say, oh, no, not on my watch, devil. You are a deceiver. You are a seducer. And you will not win. Not on my watch, devil. You got to wake up and you got to realize we don't battle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. And are you standing and doing your part? No, we're not tolerating that. So we have to speak up. We have to let our voice be heard. Sounding the alarm. The word of God is not silent on this topic. And we should not be either. Okay, the word of God is not silent on this topic. So Leviticus 5.1, you can write this down. If a person sins because he does not speak up. Oh, I think that's talking to all, everyone. Okay, if a person sins because he doesn't speak up. Not a per, if a person sins because he's caught in adultery or caught in homosexuality or caught as a liar, as a thief. That's not what I said. That's not what this said. I'm going to reread it. Leviticus 5.1. If a person sins because he does not speak up when he hears, when he hears a public charge to testify regarding something that he has seen or learned about, he will be held responsible. It says he bears his guilt. He will be held responsible. Unless some of you go, yeah, but that's the Old Testament. Don't. It's the whole Bible. We believe in the whole Bible, do we not? But for the few that would say, yeah, well, couldn't you have found a verse in the New Testament to help us out? I did. James 4.17. You're welcome. James 4.17. Remember, it is sin to know what you ought to do, but then not do it. It's sin to know what to do, but then not do it. So we have to speak up. We have to speak up in love, but remember that we overcome evil with good. We overcome evil with good. The reason that you just can't have a, you know, a good little kumbaya, let's just love everybody type of a message is because that's what the church has been doing predominantly, and we have people that are asleep in the pew, and they're not doing any 
of the truth of God's word. So yes, love compels us. We will, yes, we will overcome evil with good, but we must speak up. I just gave you two scriptures. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him, it is what? Sin. It is sin. To him, it is sin. So speak up. The truth of the gospel will convict and compel to right living. Paul instructed us to live our life in a, in a manner that's worthy of the gospel of Christ. And in Philippians 1, 27 through 30, let me turn there. Philippians 1. I have a lot of scripture that I want to read, and, and, uh, and you need to hear it. So stay focused. Stay focused, and don't be thinking to tune out. You tune out, you miss out. This is an important topic. Uh -huh. It's Philippians 1, 27 through 30. Hallelujah. Say, God is good. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this. Yeah. All right. So, nevertheless... Conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. There's a manner that we are to conduct ourselves in that's worthy of the gospel. It says, then, whether I come and I see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit. We are to stand firm, contending side by side for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. You will be opposed. Welcome to the club. You will be opposed, but the word says, do not be frightened in any way if they shut you down on social media. Who cares? Do you really think life is, is just composed of Facebook or Instagram or YouTube? Get out. Walk. Go to the store. Go to the bank. Minister to the one that's right in front of you because they're everywhere. Amen. Stop being so intimidated that Facebook might shut you down. So what? Come up in a new name. Come up and create a new account. Really? What? Yeah, right? So this is a clear sign that this, you know, that destruct, this is a clear sign of their destruction, but of our salvation. And it's from God. So Bible 101. This is where I was trying to get to and talking about the gender confusion. Bible 101. Say Bible 101. And it, it truly is Bible 101. But some act as if they have amnesia. Some act as if they have completely forgotten, and maybe some have. But this, what I'm going to tell you here in a moment, is really honestly Bible 101. But because of the world that we live in, and they have forgotten what makes up a woman, and they have forgotten what makes up a man, the absurdity is, is that I have to preach this message, and it's Bible 101. But here we go. Turn your Bibles to Genesis. Turn to Genesis. Genesis 1. Genesis 1. And in verse 26. Say, I'm going to learn something. Say, I've already learned something. Going to school. All right. Uh, Genesis 1.26 says this. Then God said... Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. 
Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle of the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. We love that scripture. We talk about that scripture because we focus on the dominion part. The part that we're focusing on today is not the dominion part, but the man part. Say, it's the man part that we got to focus on. <laughs> that word man is Strong's 120. And that word man does not mean male. It means uh, mankind. It means human race. And it means human beings. Now, every time that you see the word man, it doesn't mean mankind. But there are times in the Bible where you see the word man and it means mankind. How will you know? You need to look up the definition. You go back to the concordance. You got to go back to the strongs and you got to get the original meaning of the word. But in this passage and in this scripture, it says, let us make man. No, it says the reality, the original text. Let us make mankind. Say it with me. Let us make mankind, which means the human race, human beings, in our image, according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every cattle over the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Look at verse 20, 127, the very next scripture. So God created man. Some of your Bibles say man. Again, that word man is not, it doesn't mean male. It's mankind. Again, that word is 120, Strong's 120. It means mankind, human race, human beings. Let's read it together. So God created mankind. You need to fit the word that was originally used. And if you don't trust me, how many of you have a, a Strong's at your home or you can look it up online? You don't have to have one at your home. You can just look it up. Mankind. It's 120. I already did all the work for you. All you have to do is go look it up. You could Google it. Mankind, 120, Strong's 120, and it'll come up. Mankind. So it says, God created mankind, human race, human beings. Human beings means male and female. Means male and female. What did he create? Male and female, right? But then let's read the rest of, of Genesis 127. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Now, here we go. Male. And female, male, Strong's 1, or Strong's 2145, male, Strong's 2145, and female, which is Strong's 5347, two different words, because one has to do with a man, and one has to do with a female, completely different chemistry, completely different creation, I think we all can fill in the blanks. So there was no confusion when God created mankind. There is no confusion. In Genesis 1.27, we have all three. We have man, meaning mankind, 120. We have man, which is male, and we have female, which is woman, all in the same verse. So when you don't know your Bible, then you could be, you might get taken into the confusion depending on, your life and what's, what you're experiencing, but not when you know. See, not when you know. Mm -mm. And this is not the only place it's listed. Genesis 5.1, this is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created mankind, you can just write it in your Bible. It's number 120. 
It says man for some of your Bibles, but it's, the word is mankind. He made him in the likeness of God, Genesis 5, 2. He created them male and female, and he blessed them, and he called them mankind in that day, and they were created. Matthew 19, 4. I'm just going to give you a few of these scriptures. You can see that they're, where they're listed. Matthew 19, 4. Jesus said, have you not read that from the beginning the creator made them male and female? These, this is the words of Jesus. Have you not heard that it, he says in the beginning he made them male and female? I just read somewhere that on birth certificates they were going to give the X, you know, if, if they weren't, if they didn't want to claim if this was a little baby boy or if it was a baby girl, they can go ahead and put X. Disgusting, perverted, an abomination, and honestly, shameful. Amen. And people go, oh, you're judging. We are supposed to judge what is wrong and what is right. The Bible tells you to judge correctly. Righteous judgments. Don't you give me this, you're not, you know, ah, oh, you're not supposed to judge. Yes, you are. You are supposed to judge correctly. You're supposed to judge all the while having a heart of love for the individual that's confused and that has gotten taken into the deception. You are supposed to judge without having a judgmental attitude. You are supposed to say this is right based on the word of God and this is wrong based on the word of God. Yes, you are to judge. Because when you believe that lie that you're not supposed to judge, you have just basically, you've been stupefied and it's like somebody put a muzzle over your mouth and now you are not going to be worth your salt. And when salt loses its saltiness, it's worthless. And you're not going to be one that's considered worthless. Right? In Psalm 139 and in verse 14, it says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Now let's jump over to Romans 1. Say, all right, we're going right there. Yes, we are. For those that have already read this, and you guys have read your Bible so many times, you know exactly what, she's, what I'm talking about. For those that maybe don't, hang on. You'll find out in a moment. <laughs> so so uh, Romans 1 I'm going to first read to you a, certain, a few scriptures, and then we're going to read quite a bit of scripture. Romans 1.22 says, Professing themselves to be wise, they became as fools. Don't you give me this God is love. God is love, but he's just. Romans 1.26, For this reason God gave them over to, a dishonorable, to dishonorable passions. Now I'm reading from this Berean Bible. The wording there might be slightly different, but it's the same. Same meaning. Uh, Romans 128, since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, key, somebody say key, they didn't see fit to acknowledge God, he gave them up to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. Stop blaming your mother, your father, and stop blaming God for making you this way. He did not make you this way. He didn't make you to, to cause you to fail. Amen. People go, oh, well, I was born gay. Well, you know what? Let me just tell you something about that. You might have been born gay, but it didn't come from God. You might have been born 
with a propensity to have same-sex attraction. Because it came from the enemy. It came from the devil. It came from lives that came before you that operated in that spirit, and then therefore that's what was transferred to you. You were born and you didn't, and I'm just saying you were generally, right? And then you didn't know why you had this desire for the same-sex attraction, and you thought God made you this way. Wrong. God didn't create you this way. But there is something called the deceiver of your souls, and there is something called sin that goes in family generations. The Bible talks about the curse of the fathers being transferred, right, to the generations, to the third and the fourth generations. Now, of course, if that third or fourth generation continues to sin then in, in, in that same area, then we continue on with another three or four years. And if that somebody on that line also does the same sin, that curse continues another three or four years. And you go, yeah, but you know what? There's a lot of people in my family. They all have the same sex attraction. You need prayer. You need deliverance. It is not coming from God. It is coming from the sins of the Father. Does anybody hear what I'm saying? Does anybody confused by what I'm saying? God didn't make you gay. He didn't make you as a homosexual or a lesbian. I'm surprised I'm not taking off the air at this point in time. He didn't make you that way. But if you were born with a propensity to that, it's because of the sins of the fathers. It, somebody sinned and opened that demonic door. Bottom line. And then people blame God for something that they should be blaming the devil and humankind. Mankind. Right? Okay, I needed to say that because that was really important. I needed to say that, that part. And then one um, thirty-two. this is all Romans 1. We're just going to be in Romans 1. We're going to camp out in Romans 1. Verse 32, although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things are worthy of death, they not only continue to do these things, but they hold your seats, but they also approve of those who practice them. When you approve of those who practice sinful behavior, whether it be homosexual activity or something else, when you approve, their blood is on your hands. You are held accountable. How do we approve? Say, I don't approve. If you're not speaking up, if you're just trying to love them and not ever speak truth, if you're too afraid of hurting somebody's feelings, you're approving. Because what you don't do is just as important as what you do do. Right? Okay, yeah, we can't have a tolerant mentality. So let's go now to Romans 1, and we're going to start with verse 22, and I'm going to read to the end of the chapter. Romans 1, we're going to read to the end. Professing to be wise, they became as fools. How many people do you know that are wise? They're wise, but they're wise in their own mind. They're wise in their own eyes. And they have all this education and all this training, but yet the Bible says, professing to be wise, they became as a fool. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. It is the fool that has said in his heart, there is no God. So professing to be wise, they became as fools and changed, they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up 
to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts, to dishonor their bodies. It's a dishonor people and amongst themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the, cre the, the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions. Why? Because they chose. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because they chose. For even their woman exchanged natural, exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. It's against nature. Likewise, also, men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. In Leviticus 18.22, talks about that this is an abomination. In Romans 1.27, I just read it. He says it's shameful. You guys, it is shameful. It's grievous that we have, that we have to you know, preach this message that we're at a point in time where the church, I'm not even talking about the world, where I'm talking about the church, where there's, there's compromise in the church, in the body of Christ, and trying to justify because they feel a certain way. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I think if I was going to ask, I would see a, quite a few hands of people here in this room that have somebody that they know is struggling with this, with this very thing, this demonic assignment, some of you know somebody, they're not just struggling with it. They've jumped full blown in it. They're just in it. They're not even, and obviously deep down inside, there's a struggle. But what I'm saying is this, that they've just taken the bait. They've decided to join them. If they can't beat them, just join them, right? So if I was to take a, you know, a poll and say, hey, who, raise your hand. I'm not going to. I think that we'd see a lot of people that would say, I know somebody as a matter, and it's close. Yeah, I know. There's a, there's a, there's uh, quite a few. And the point that I say this is because you guys, we, well, our hearts must grieve and break for them because they're, they're deceived. You guys, they've been literally, they've, the wool has been pulled over their eyes. The wool has been pulled over their eyes. And if you don't stand in the gap and pray, do you really think the enemy is just going to loosen their grip? Just, they've got, he's got them. He's got them. And so we have to stand and pray. Okay, let me keep going. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, I'm in verse 28, God gave them over to a debased mind. That means a debauched mind. That means immoral mind. To do the things that are not fitting, things that ought not to be done. Being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality. Then it lists all these things. We're not just excluding homosexuality. We're not just being... Uh, an exclusive, I mean, to homosexuality, you guys. Look, there's other things God's talking about. Lest you think, oh, you're picking on that category. No, we're not. No, we're not. Listen to what the word says. It says, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, full of murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boastful boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing, listen to this, who know the righteous judgments of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Wow. It's deserving of death. But the, but the scripture doesn't stop there, does it? 
So it, it's de they are deserving of death, those that are practicing those things. But look at the rest of it. But also those who approve of them practicing. So again, in this portion of scripture, just as in the one we already read, it says, if you are also just approving, oh, well, it's okay. Well, they just love one another. Oh, yeah. I know. I hear the laughs. Because we know right from wrong. But in the reality, these are the things that I do hear from people. And it's sad. It's sad. The level of deception and compromise that the church is walking in. It's horrible. And we can't, you cannot shy away from truth because you don't want to look or appear as that radical one. Why not? Jesus was radical, right? And, and hell is going to be filled with people that were so afraid to stand up for the truth. You know, hell was not created for individuals. God never created hell for people. He didn't create hell for people. Do you know that the enemy that turned his back and rebelled against God is the one that it was created for? The demons. The demons and all of their minions and Satan himself. But it was not created for people. But you do know that people will go to hell but not, not because God created it for them to go to. Oh, it's quiet in this church. It's quiet here today. Because you're like, yeah, you're like, whoa. Are we really talk. Yes, we are talking about this because we have to. Because we have to. It's, it's. It's nauseating. It turns my stomach when I see some of the things that I see that are happening and little kids that are being indoctrinated with lies and deceit, and they just think it's normal. It's normal to have queer time hour and have the queer, and they call it a queer. When I was young and you called somebody a queer, that was a bad word. Like you called them a, a queer, that meant something pretty bad. Like they were weird, they were bad. Now it's embraced. Now it's embraced. Now they've got queer story time in kid kindergartens, and I'm talking about public school. Kindergartens, they've got the queer hour, and you got the man that's dressed as a transvestite with makeup that looks like a clown. Am I, is this too much? Are you guys know, do, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Most of you do, right? I knew some of you guys are going, what? So if you, if this is new news to you, well, wake up then because it's not new. It's really not new. It's not new at all. It's been going on. It's just getting, it's getting worse. So we, we are not without hope. We are not without hope, but we have to remember this is what's, this is the battle, you guys. This is the battle. So you've got churches that are not willing to say this because you know what? You're stepping on somebody's toes and somebody's going to be offended or hurt. Somebody's not going to come back because gosh, you know, their son or their daughter was in that lifestyle and you were so insensitive here. You're talking about it. Really? Well, how about the flip side? How about you being more concerned with their eternal destiny and forget about the fact that maybe it was your son or your daughter that was caught up in this lifestyle and realize that we don't battle flesh and blood Powers and principalities is what we are battling against. And you need to care more about their eternal salvation than you do about their temporary happiness. That's not even happiness. That's a deception. 
It is a deception. And so what are we to do? We're to pray. We're to pray. And we're to speak up when God gives us opportunities. And if you have this mindset, he'll give you an opportunity. And with obviously sensitivity, but you can't shy away from the opportunities that are going to come your way. And so this church is not a church that's going to be afraid. And never, we never have been. And speaking the truth, because the bottom line is I want all of us, and I want those that have been, that trust me to speak into their lives to grow and to, to be better, to, you know, to, to walk in accordance to the word of God, to love Jesus with everything. Yeah, to believe in signs and wonders and miracles, absolutely. But also to walk as one that is going to walk uprightly before God. That one that's going to be able to take the word of God and not skirt around the, the scriptures you don't like or agree or make you uncomfortable. You know, instead say, Lord, search my heart first. Judgment starts in the house of God. And we need to make sure the Lord search my heart first. Yes absolutely but then after that you know when you see this wicked diabolical junk going on all around you ask the Lord how do I speak to them and it is something you need to ask the Lord because that vindictive spirit that is on them and on the homosexual lifestyle and transgender and all of that you know that spirit is a wicked vile spirit it's so strong and it's it's rebellion against God it's stubbornness it's rebellion it's idolatry against God and be honest with you it's an antichrist spirit it goes completely against everything that Christ stood for so it's the exact opposite of the of, of, of Christ the nature of, of Jesus Christ is the exact opposite right and so you need to ask the Holy Spirit how do I minister here Lord like my heart grieves you know I went to go get coffee the other day and that he was clearly a man clearly a man oh I could tell he had a homosexual uh, spirit on him but you, you, you can you can tell you can tell you can see the spirit right you can see it on them when you walk in and so I can tell that he was a man like his body structure I can see as a man but I could also see the spirit on him but then I guess you know when I got close enough and I talked you know um, he even had a name badge and, and it was Sarah I think I told you guys this the other day yeah and his his name was Sarah so he was he was posing and trying to be a woman so the confusion you know and he's like in his 20s you know it's it's heartbreaking because you see a generation of of people that were once your child your you know in your arms right and you were they were born to you for the moms and for the dads they were born to you too right and and you looked at this child and you wanted nothing but the best for them and you you know and then to see what the enemy does to go to this extent where where they are not sure if they're men a male or a female where they're where they're doing these things no so we have to realize okay we have a problem on our hands because it's in the church it's not just outside of the church it's in it's in the, it's in the pulpit you know you got pastors that are struggling with the same thing some come out with it and some don't and those that don't they're too embarrassed too ashamed and but they don't know how to deal with it and then what happens is you end up seeing the devastation. You end up seeing pastors killing themselves because this spirit leads to suicide. Because you know what? It doesn't come from God. It's, it's directly opposed to what's true. And the torment gets to be so, so bad that when they don't find the help that they need and they walk in shame and they just can't find a way out, guess what the enemy presents? Kill yourself. You're worthless. This is shameful. No one, you don't want to expose the, so a lot of those that struggle with homeless, they, what happens is they end up with killing themselves, the spirit of suicide.
You guys, that's not the answer. The answer is that we repent of our sins. The answer is, is that Jesus loves all people and he wants them to come to a, to a place of repentance. And he wants them, and God forgives us. He says, if you confess your sins, you know, he is faithful. He is just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness, all. There is no sin, oh, that's the worst, and this is, that's, what is it? It's all sin, and it's all missing the mark. It's all sin, and it's all missing the mark. But because of this very well-laced agenda, right now we're talking about, you know, um, homosexuality and just the gender confusion, um, we have to realize, guys, wake up. Pray, ask the Lord, how are you to minister, and don't shy away from it. Don't be like, i got to be PC, politically correct. You just bought into the lie. So, uh, last few scriptures, and we're going to pray, okay? 1 Corinthians 1.18, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. I'm just reading these because I want you to write them down if you don't, if you have your... You know, something to write with. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If you are risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on the things of the earth. I gave you this scripture for you, to give you hope. Set your mind on things above. Because I don't know about you, but it gets so heavy, like on my heart, right? It's, it's grievous, right? And I see everywhere I look, it's just there's more and more and more, right? Did you guys hear that Disney, one of their things is to have 50% of the characters identify with the LGBTQ+, 50% of their characters. In other words, they're trying to be all-inclusive. Right? we got to make sure we're inclusive. So 50% of all of their characters, did you guys hear that they're going to be doing this man, you know, two men kissing? And I'm talking about little kids, cartoons. Two men kissing. And how, how many people have heard this? I read this. They, yeah, they're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so they're, gonna, they're introducing this, like, right on with, with the kids, you know, Disney movies, little kids. Um, appalling, disgusting. You go, it's already been happening. Yeah, I know. It's been happening on TV shows. Absolutely. But I'm talking about these little Disney shows that, that are going to entice your three-year-olds, your four-year-olds, um, your five-year-olds. Uh, and for them to see two men kissing, that should make you sick. And it should make you mad. And it should make you realize, uh-uh, no. We can't just sit back and act as if nothing is happening and expect somebody else to do the work that God says I've called you to do. He's called us to do it. Is that not true? He's called us to do this work. The work of standing and praying. The work of standing and speaking up. The work of knowing in our own mind what is right. Knowing in our own mind. Being convinced of what is true. I'm going to have you all stand up. We, we need to pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the word of the Lord that you put on my spirit to speak today, Father God. I thank you, Lord God. Father, we lift up these kids. We lift up these children, Lord God, that are so deceived, oh God. And they're walking in ways of deception that are laced with demonic agendas. And they don't even know how to answer. They don't even know how to ask for help. They don't even know because the deception is so thick 
Father God, right now, we bind up every demonic power and principality coming against the lives of our loved ones, of their friends and their friends' friends. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over the spirit of homosexuality. We take authority over this gay and lesbian spirit. We bind up that transgender spirit, that spirit of confusion. We command it to be removed and eradicated in the name of Jesus from our lives, from our family, from our schools, from our churches. In the name of Jesus, oh God, have mercy on them. They know not what they're doing, Lord God, but open up their mind, open up their hearts, Father God. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Father God, we will lift up your name. We are not ashamed of the name of Jesus, Lord God. We cry out on behalf of these people. Oh God, we cry out, Lord God, whether they're young or whether they're old, that spirit that is at work deceiving and corrupting the minds of our loved ones, that is deceiving and corrupting the minds of those that they are friends with, we cast it out right now. We cast it out right now. We decree deception go right now. We decree homosexuality spirit leave them right now. Rejection, rejection to leave them right now. Hopelessness to leave them right now. Shame to leave them right now. Suicide to leave them right now. The spirit of suicide to leave them now. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says that a thousand may fall by your side. 10,000 by your right hand, but it shall not come near you. You need to know that as you stand in the gap for your loved ones, it shall not come near you. Don't be afraid of the, the demonic powers that try to come against you when you open your mouth, when you speak truth about this subject, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Know who you are in Christ and be worth your salt and don't allow an agenda that's corrupting this youth to keep you silent. So Father God, give us that boldness, give us that strength, give us that ability to understand truth. Lord, wake us up in the middle of the night. Lord, that we would pray. Lord, open our eyes when we're out there. Let us see who needs to pray our prayer. Who are we supposed to speak to? How are we supposed to speak to them? Lord, show us, give us wisdom. Let us not shrink back on this assignment that you've given us as the church, as the body of Christ. Say, Father, you said in your word that you have given us the authority in the name of Jesus to trample on snakes and scorpions. To trample on snakes and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means harm you. For any one of you that has fear, fear about this topic, fear about the retaliation of this topic, I bind right now that assignment of fear. I bind that assignment of retaliation. I say you will not, you will not shrink back into a place of being immobile and being frozen when God says, I have called you to be the forefront. I've called you to be the forerunner. I've called you to have the spirit of Daniel upon your life, the spirit of Deborah. Deborahs, it's time to rise up. We've already identified many of you as Deborahs in this room. It is time to stand up and to face the truth and realize your prayers matter. They availeth much. Let's all pray. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray in English. Pray in the spirit. Use the word of God. Use the word of God. Pray. Rescue them, Father God, from the snares of the enemy. Rescue them, Father God. We decree and we declare that as for me and my household, we shall serve the Lord. We decree and we declare that all of our children will be taught of the Lord and great shall be their peace.
we decree and we declare that the posterity of the righteous shall be delivered. We decree it and we declare it that God's word is being done in and through our lives and in and through our family and our children and our children's children. We decree and we declare it is the word of God that they are pregnated with, they are pregnant with, it's been implanted within them and they are not going to shrink back. They're going to have that justice upon their lives. They're going to have justice. In other words, what is right is what they will stand for, not what is compromised. I apply the blood of Jesus over them right now, and I apply the blood of Jesus over you. I apply the blood of Jesus over each and every one of you. Now you have the boldness of Christ. The righteous are as bold as a lion. I decree you have the boldness of the Lord upon you right now, that you've been transformed even in this service today, that you're not going to allow some agenda, you're not going to allow somebody saying something to cause you to shrink back because you now know the truth. If you didn't know the truth before, you know the truth now. If you know more of the truth because went, we went through line upon line, then you have something that you can fight with. The Word of God will never return unto you void. The Word of God is the sword, and the Bible says it will not return unto you void. Stand in faith and use the Word, but do not shrink back. Your assignment is to be valiant in the Lord. Your assignment is to be a man or a woman that is worth their salt. Say, I'm going to be worth my salt. I'm going to decree the word and I'm not going to shrink back. There is no compromise in me. I'm going to love well, but love speaks. Love is not silent. Love doesn't shrink back. Love speaks because I'm more concerned with their eternal affairs. In other words, eternal destiny than I am about their temporary so-called happiness. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen? Amen, amen. hallelujah.